0: Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMac Talks Press. I am doing something a little different with the podcast. I am bringing you a special 12-part series, and in the series... I sit down with three presentation and communication experts to tackle some of the biggest presentation questions we receive from our audiences. The experts are global communications expert, Monique Russell, Robert Honorado, who's a director of education and a professional speaker. And then there's Diana Howells, an award-winning speaker, best-selling author, and Global virtual trainer. You can check out their bios at the end of each show, but for now, tune in and take notes. This is going to be a good one. Hi there, Bridget McGowan here and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. I have with me my special guest, Diana Howells, and today we are answering the question of, people tell me I talk too fast, nothing works for me, what can I do? Diana, I'm leaning heavily on you for this
1: one because, <laughs> oh, this is a tough one for me. Isn't it though? Oh. Great to be here, Bridget. And thank you again for having me. And what a great question, right? I'm sure a lot of our listeners are struggling with that very same thing. And a pattern that I've noticed is for many of us, when we are fast thinkers, right? We just tend to process very quickly. It translates into being a fast speaker. And often what people will say is, I didn't realize I talked fast until somebody gave them feedback, or they watched a video of themselves, and they realized that they talked fast and didn't know it. Or you get feedback in the evaluation
0: form after delivering a presentation. That's usually my sign. Now I've received far fewer of those kinds of comments in recent years, but it's not, it's not because I've been working hard on slowing down. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know what it is, (laughs) but it's, it's a real challenge. You know, it's a real challenge. And I want to talk a little bit about why we tend to talk fast. I mean, one of them for me is excitement and I will lose. Yeah. I'll lose perspective in that Bridget. It's not, (laughs) it's not as important that you show your passion and, and your excitement and not that that's what I'm trying to do, but it just happens but it's more important that your audience understands what in the world it was you said
1: girlfriend that is the main point right <laughs> exactly and you're right energy does give us a lift and and helps to accelerate our pace. But the downside is we lose our audience, or as you said, they don't hear our message. And then think about anxiety too, right? So listeners, when you've been out there speaking, you have that extra adrenaline running through you, that cortisol that will naturally make you speak faster. So it is a common issue uh, very common, and I think that's important for everyone to realize. I myself am a fast talker, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> and then the
0: other reason that that speed, that need for speed will show up is because of something else you said, that anxiety. You will have some people who are saying to themselves, I just want to get this over and get it over as quickly as possible. But back to the original point I made, It's a disservice to the audience if you're speeding through that content. It doesn't matter if it's passion, pressure, anxiety, or anything else. What you have to remember is, what do I want my audience to get out of this? And I talk about this a lot in one of my books. How do I want to be remembered? Mm -hmm. What kind of impression do I want to leave on the audience? And I want listeners to think about this too, because we're setting you up for really wrapping your mind around slowing down with your rate of speech. I want you to think about this. And I lost it as quickly as I had, <laughs> as quickly as I had. Ah, it's back. It's back. Think about the last time you were listening to a presentation or a podcast interview, <laughs> and and one of the speakers in either instance, just spoke entirely too fast. What impression did that leave on you? How much did you get from that podcast or from that presentation? You were likely, yeah, you were likely flustered, probably didn't take away too much, may have even started a sidebar conversation or got on social media or change quote unquote changed the channel if you were listening to a podcast episode so focus more on the audience and thinking about yourself as an audience member and what was that experience like for you and I think that helps
1: with shifting gears into a lower gear Absolutely. And I I love that Bridget. You know, I was just at a conference two weeks ago and I looked to the side of me and I could tell this whole table of audience members were starting to get very frustrated for a different reason. This presenter was too soft and Mm. they couldn't hear anything that was being said. So it kind of has the same impact we're talking about when somebody is too fast. We can't hear you. We don't know what you're saying. In this case, it was that same frustration. We don't know what you're, saying because the volume was too soft even though the microphone was on just wasn't projecting and eventually somebody did raise their hand and say we can't hear anything you're saying right so as Bridget said we don't want to put our audience members in that situation but let me talk a little bit about something you mentioned earlier, Bridget, about when we have this intention of, oh, I just want to get through this. Well, that definitely is going to escalate the race and your audience members will pick up on that. And when you're rushing with rushing energy, they feel it because that energy is contagious, right? It's rushing. So we don't want to do it. So I guess we come to the key question here, Bridget, how do we address this, right? How do we slow it down?
0: (laughs) Exactly. How do we fix this? Well, one is recognizing that there is an issue, that there is a problem. And so, what I would invite you to do is just ask friends, ask colleagues, do I talk too fast? Be honest with me. Do I speed through my thoughts entirely too quickly? So, first assess is there an issue? Next, record yourself if you're delivering a presentation and just Listen to it as objectively as you can and ask yourself, am I going through things entirely too quickly? Let me be very clear. There are moments when you do want to pick up the pace, like I just did, because you <laughs> want to show excitement or you want to show passion, but you don't want to talk like that the entire time that you're giving pres- up, <laughs> right? So you get
1: <point>. So yes, I wanted- that varied rate, right? Like we want yes. variety because that creates movement and interest. So yes, we do want to have the, you know, for some of those really important points, you can slow it down. And then when it's something that people know, you know, you bring that energy and maybe it's delivered a little faster, but just that variety alone creates interest. Think about music, right? For those of you who are music- musicians, you have the adagio, you have the allegro, you have the right? The slower and the fast and together it creates a rhythm. But what we're talking about is you don't want that consistent fast pace where it just feels like you're a fire hose and all of your listeners will tune out, right? So we want that variety and we want to avoid fast pace.
0: And to determine if you are speaking too quickly, I want you to keep in mind that the average person speaks at a rate of, I believe I think the it's number- it's 140 to
1: 180.
0: There you go. I had one, I was going to say 140 to 160, but yeah. 140 to 180, 140 words. to 180 words per minute, minute. roughly speaking. Yep. So this is how you can determine, back to my original point of first, determine if there is an issue. Record yourself. And if you are speaking at a rate of more than- 160 words per minute, you're going too quickly. If you don't, you know, let's say you don't have a presentation or whatever, I don't know. I want you to just read from a magazine, right? Especially find something online because that way I want you to read for a minute or so, copy that text Pop it into Microsoft Word and it's going to give you the word count. So see how much it was that you read in the course of that minute recording and then count and see how many words you read in that minute. And, you know, it's going to be a little different from you naturally speaking or you delivering a presentation, but it can give you some kind of a baseline as to whether you need to slow down. So first
1: assess. Yeah, (laughs) assess and awareness, right? And Bridget, one of the things I love that you talk about in your book, Real Talk, too, is that our practice is just in life. When you go to a retail store, when you buy groceries, when you're using your instrument, your vocal cords, you are always practicing. And this is what Bridget talks about. And I knew a friend who She was trying to get rid of some words in her normal everyday life because she knew that they would creep into her professional life Mm. and she didn't want those words in her professional life. So it's really right how we practice communication. So if you feel like you've received feedback, um, listeners, and you've received feedback that you are a fast talker, just practicing varying your rate and slowing down your rate in your everyday life will bleed into. To your professional speaking.
0: It will. And you sound so much more authoritative, Mm. so much more confident, far clearer when you slow down. I'm telling you, I'm doing it now purposely. Yeah. (laughs) On this episode, but it's something that I want to do on a regular basis far more often because it just makes a difference. Let's talk a little bit about how to put that into practice. And one thing that I recommend is inserting pauses. Mm -hmm. And there are different types of pauses to use in Real Talk 2. I have a section where I give you nine pauses to start using in your presentations. But to add on to what Diana just said, we want to use these pauses on a daily basis. I'm not giving you all of them but I'm going to give you a couple. One is the comma pause. The comma pause is you taking that pause in a sentence where a comma would be placed if you were writing that sentence. The second one is an end of thought pause, like I just gave you. When I finished that sentence, I paused for just a beat and then I went on to my next thought. So those are two pauses that I recommend that it it just should come natural to you it just should easily flow to be able to insert those into your speech.
1: That's so great. Yeah. And Bridget, you know, something um, that I like to talk about. And so I mentioned this in my book, um, next level virtual training, where we're talking about being virtual facilitators, but the rate of speech is important there too. But I also apply this in my own um, presentation speaking. And that is I advise speakers to speak in phrases not in sentences. And I think that's really kind of a similar thing to what you were talking about there, Bridget, about stopping and pausing after the comma. So when you speak in phrases and not sentences, it allows you and it sort of makes you uh, take a quick break, which will naturally slow down your rate. I have worked with so many speakers who they intentionally say okay I'm going to slow down and they start the solution there in their head and yes it works initially but then in the end it doesn't it is not successful sustain it's not sustainable right so if you uh, pause and speak in phrases I have found that to be the most successful tip that I work with people on so here's an example Uh, When we look at the Pledge of Allegiance, we naturally do that. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And so just you don't want to make it robotic, but do you hear? That's an example of speaking in phrases that will naturally slow you down.
0: That's a really good example. I never thought about that, but you're right even, you know, I, you know, to an extent, I think we did that as children to learn it, but yeah. then even as adults, after we learn it and we can rattle it off without even thinking about it, we still insert those pauses.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's something else. To, oh, go ahead, Diane. Oh, I was just going to say, and Bridget, have you read Amy Cuddy's book on presence, or maybe some of our listeners have read that. Yeah. And I see you nodding your head there. So what really struck me about Amy Cuddy's book, right? She talks about being bigger and when you're bigger, you take up more presence, right? So what's interesting is as a speaker, when you slow down, as you demonstrated earlier, Bridget, you become bigger, You are more powerful. And somehow as human beings, we credit sometimes more credibility, more authority to those who speak slower. It's really kind of an interesting psychological thing, but you're taking up more space. You're being bigger by slowing down your rate of speech. So just another thing for our listeners to think about of how powerful that can be. And again, it will take practice because you've habituated and you've learned over your life experience to be a fast talker, perhaps if that's you, Um, But it's a skill, right? And all skills can grow and we can develop and change in all these areas. So that would be something that you can practice working on because we know, as Amy Cuddy talks about, it's going to make your presence more powerful and more credible.
0: You talked about cortisol earlier that that stress hormone and how that shows up and it can manifest itself in that fast speech. So connecting to Amy Cuddy's work, she talks about that power pose and that confidence yeah. in your body language. When you have that power pose and when you have more confident body language, your testosterone mm-hmm. goes up. Testosterone curbs cortisol. So working on body language Increasing that testosterone, which is going to in turn reduce the cortisol, causing the anxiety to subside, making it easier for you to focus on slowing your rate of speech
1: down. Yeah. That's so great. You know, I used to teach public speaking at Colorado State University. It was a one on one course. And I remember specifically, I had one student who every time before she went up to deliver her speech for that assignment, she would get on the floor and she'd stretch out and she'd make, you know, she'd use her body. She was basically using her body and she was trying to release cortisol and anxiety by moving, right? But that was her way, her way of just sort of releasing it physically. And then, then she would go up to the front of the room and, and deliver her, her speech. But so, so many different things for us to experiment with, even as you're mentioning, Bridget, using your body, your nonverbal language, your gestures, or for her, it was expending physical energy, right? Right before she spoke. Right, right. Exactly.
0: I. Absolutely love that. I think more students probably could stand to do that in those public (laughs) speaking classes. More speakers could stand to do that, like really getting your full body into it. Mm -hmm. So here's something else uh, that I would encourage you to do. And I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier when I talked about assessing if you need to slow down. And I said, read a passage for about a minute, record yourself, check to see how many words you read in that minute. Something else to help you slow down your rate of speech is expounding on that.
1: Mm. And that
0: is actually reading aloud. Yes. Reading any kind of passage aloud. And also, I want you to almost perform it. Mm -hmm. I want you to almost act as if you have been hired by an audio book company to narrate someone's book. And you are going to notice a difference, but I want you to perform that reading aloud.
1: Yeah, you know it will we, slow you down. Absolutely. I think people forget that as we deliver speeches and present, it's an oral medium and you have to practice oral delivery in the same medium in which you will be delivering it, right. So I can't just in my head say, Oh, I'll I'll do this and oh, I'll slow it down. And okay, right here, I'll slow it down. And then I'll, no, it's a skill and a skill requires us to actually do it and practice it. Like you said, reading it out loud so that we are practicing in the same medium in which we'll be delivering it. Right, right. Also regulate your breathing as
0: you work to slow things down. Make sure you're factoring in when you're going to take a breath. And that is going to force you to create those pauses that we talked about. Again, I gave you two types of pauses. Go get the other seven. (laughs) (laughs) Go get the other seven in Real Talk. Second edition starts on page 110. I give you nine ways to insert pauses, but work on your breathing. And as you... Make sure that you're breathing. And I've talked about this before. Make sure you're breathing from your diaphragm. You're feeling that diaphragm. You don't want to fill your lungs. Lungs filled with air equates to shallow breathing. Mm
1: -hmm. Feel that
0: diaphragm. And then you are filling your body with air that is going to cause a richness in your voice. Bridget, how can I tell that I'm feeling my diaphragm as as opposed to filling my lungs? Your midsection should expand. Mm-hmm. I know we don't like that idea, Diana. My friend and I vacation in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I have this oh. cute picture, this cute picture of me with a, yeah. one of the kids inner tubes on oh, yeah, around fine. my waist. I said, "Look, I now have two spare tires." So I know <laughs> we don't like the idea of expanding that spare tire, but that's how you know. <laughs> I love to show you that picture sometime. That's how you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's you know, how you know you're filling that diaphragm. If your shoulders go up when you take a breath, that means you're filling your lungs that shallow breathing you do not want that. Feel the midsection, expand that midsection. You're filling the diaphragm with good quality air.
1: That's right. You know, I always like to tell people how you can tell if you're if you're breathing correctly because you get so much support from that diaphragm breathing from the diaphragm is here's your assignment tonight when you're in bed Lay on your back, everybody, and just naturally observe what your body does. Your body will naturally breathe from your diaphragm when you are lying on your back and just observe what your body does to get that full support because your voice is all about air. It's all about air. That air goes through those vocal cords. They vibrate, produce sound, but it's all about, you know, the breathing as, as Bridget mentioned. Yes.
0: Yes there's my spare time. Oh,
1: nice. She has a picture, everybody, (laughs) of her having a good time (laughs) on a lovely beach. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That was a great vacation. What else can we do to slow down our rate of speech? Well, you know, I think, as you mentioned, we've talked about so many tips here with pausing and um, speaking in phrases, being aware, practicing over and over and being receptive to feedback. You can ask a trusted confidant, you can ask audience members, you can look at those evals, just kind of summarizing our talk here today. So many ways to get feedback and then just continuing to practice, not say, okay, I'll speak slower at that time. Remember, it's not going to sustain, um, show you a lot of improvement over time, but really just Practicing, speaking out loud, doing it again, and practice that rhythm. Um, You want to, again, not be too robotic. You still want to be conversational, but being able to uh, take those breaks as you speak in phrases.
0: Right. And be careful with those breaks and speaking in phrases and inserting those pauses. Be careful with those because if the pause is too long, people will think either that's the end of your thought or If you pause in the middle of a sentence, they'll think, okay, what's the rest of the story? Paul Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) Good day. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, just be aware because if you, and I'm a a victim of this or guilty of this, if you will, I don't like victim. I'll say I'm guilty of this. I will take a pause. It's a little too long, but I'm trying to gather my thoughts. Mm Hmm. That's one thing I'm trying to do. And I am trying to avoid using a filler word. That's another mm-hmm. conversation.
1: Right, um, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> pauses are a great way to <laughs> avoid that. But, you know, sometimes I think too, like a pause and, you know, just a little bit of a pregnant pause, right? will get people's attention too, like, oh, because it's a break in the cadence. And so it can call and focus attention. But yes, we don't want to leave the audience hanging Right. So, yeah, it's a very strategic and balanced use of pausing as you speak.
0: Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, Diana, I think we've given everyone, including me, some ideas. Yeah, (laughs) great tips today. I'm telling you, and not just on the stage like you indicated, but just in everyday life, because that's what we want to do. And that's what I preach all the time is make everything you say a presentation so when it is showtime when it is time for you to get on the microphone you are it's not foreign
1: mm-hmm.
0: right it, it becomes second nature for you to get up there and and crush it so yeah I think I think
1: I think we're good here so there you a have a tip everyone yes
0: <laughs> thanks again Diana Howells for joining me thank you Bridget And thank you to the listeners. I am Bridget McGowan. Until next time, make sure you always own the microphone. Diana L. Howells, MA, is an award-winning speaker, best-selling author on Amazon, and a global virtual trainer who brings more than 20 years of experience in the learning industry. As a world-class facilitator, she has trained Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies, such as Merck and Nikon, as well as government clients like the FDA, U.S. Customs, and the USDA. And she has facilitated virtual programs in more than a dozen countries. She is the author of the best-selling 2022 book, Next Level Virtual Training, Advance Your Facilitation. Diana is currently CEO of Howells Associates, LLC, and a popular speaker at international conferences and events.